In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. <laughs> so, you know, working at a church, there is always something that we are preparing for. Hey, what's going on at, at, at church this week? Oh, you know, we're preparing for the Greek festival, you know. Uh, oh, Christmas is coming sooner and sooner every year, it seems. And uh, just yesterday, we were preparing for the daddy-daughter dinner dance that we had last night. So it appears that in Orthodoxy, we're always preparing for something. And today, the Sunday of the Publican and the Pharisee, marks that we have only three more Sundays before Lent starts. So in essence, we are preparing to prepare the preparations to prepare us for the Lord's resurrection on Easter Sunday today. Um, the preparation can be dizzying sometimes. Uh, it kind of reminds me of my own family growing up. Because I come from a, a family of, of lawyers and politicians, and we love to debate, argue, discuss, defend everything. And in that kind of environment, preparation is crucial. You see, at dinner table, you would be dismantled if you didn't have your uh, opening statements and closing remarks prepared. It would go something like this. Mother, father, we, the Coalition of Sham Family Children, mandate the purchase of a second dog for the household. The chair now recognizes the representative from the Youth Coalition of the Shan Family Household, Viceroy Rebecca Shan of the Salt Lake Contingency. I got so good at pleading my case that I started using political tactics in everything. School, sports, Goya, Sunday school, absolutely anywhere I could. I started to see everything as a courthouse. And it was from this idea of seeing everything as a courthouse that made me have a major misunderstanding of the church. I figured that one day I would go before Christ and plead my case. I figured that I could point to my oratorical festival participation, my marginal Sunday school attendance, uh, pull a few character witnesses, and bam, soon enough I'd be skipping through the pearly gates uh, in no time. It was kind of pharisaical of me, right? But then something hit me. When I was in my late 20s, what if Christ doesn't buy it. I mean, my dad and my mom could see through my nonsense of a, a, of a defense a mile away. What makes me think that I'm so slick that I can pull the wool over the eyes of the Almighty himself? And this did not bode well for a 25-year-old Robert fresh off of a weekend in Las Vegas. <laughs> this concept of the church as a courthouse plagued me for nearly two decades. It drove me right out of the church. I mean, who could blame me? I was terrified of a wrathful God who would take one look at my arguments about my so-called virtuous acts and throw me into a hell for all of eternity. That was a pathological view of what the church is. I knew darn well that there was nothing I could do to justify myself before the Lord until someone sat me down and explained this parable that we read to me today about the publican and the Pharisee. In this parable, Christ cured me from a narcissistic, 
self-centered view of the church. You see, I was like the Pharisee. He was a high priest in the temple who was obsessed with himself. I was going to the temple to pray, doing all the good things that come with a Christian life. But instead of praying, I was just using these things to justify myself before God. I was behaving like a good guy for my own self-pleasing agenda. All of my uh, virtue, if you can call it that, was all just a clever ruse to get me into heaven. I was obsessed with whatever rules, whatever laws, whatever canons I could get my hands on so that I could argue my way into heaven. I never cared about Jesus Christ. I just wanted to get into heaven so I didn't suffer for all eternity. This publican, however, a cheating tax collector, in this parable is not trying to justify himself at all. He wouldn't even think about even pleading his case. He realizes that there's no case to plead. He's putting his whole life, his whole life into the hands of Christ and begging him to have mercy. It's as if he's saying, I don't, I don't care what you do with me, Lord. I just want to be with you. And if you have to put me into hell for me to be with you, so be it. Just have mercy on me. I'm talking to you today about justifying ourselves. When our Christian life becomes about justifying ourselves before God, we pervert the intention of the church. We can contort it into a courthouse, a monument of infinite crimes and infinite punishment. But, with the example of the tax collector, the publican sitting at the back of the synagogue who can't even raise his head to the sky, the church changes from a courthouse full of crime and punishment to a hospital full of health and healing. My friends, while we prepare for Lent, the church is giving us the keys to heaven. It's not about being justified by faith or works or anything we do. As if those things that we do have anything to do with us in the first place. No. The approaching Lenten journey is about abandoning all justifications. To let our defense rest. And to just come to the Lord. Broken. Unjustified unprepared and simply walk with him to his crucifixion. Father Sergei Veshnikov, in his 2018 article entitled Frustration, asks this question. Where is the man who just wants to be with Jesus? Not in heaven, not out of hell, but just with Jesus. Where is the man who says, I, don't, I do not want heaven, I do not care about hell, I want Jesus. Where is the man who is ready to follow his Lord to the moon and back, even to his cross and his death? The Lenten journey isn't a character witness before Christ where we, where we skip meals as an exchange for our sins. It's an exercise in humility where we insist that we don't need anything but the Lord. Not meat, not dairy, but only the Lord. Only his mercy is what we need and we will do anything to have it. 
When I stop trying to justify myself like a fool before Christ, things change in my life. I stop obsessing over Oreos because technically they're vegan. I would say accidentally they're vegan. I stop trying to skate by on the very bare minimum of virtue that would get me into heaven. And I certainly stopped boasting about how virtuous my blackened heart wanted you to think it was. I stopped trying to justify myself and simply begged for God's mercy like the tax collector in the parable today. And sure enough, I went home justified. And we all can, right now and forever and to the ages of ages. Amen.